everybody. This is the Heartway Podcast, and today uh, I'm here with Steve Rutherford, a pastor at Calvary Baptist Church in Orlando, and uh, we're doing this interview on Zoom. He's over there in Orlando. I'm over here in Alvin, Texas, and um, we're, t- we're going to discuss the topic today of church revitalization. And we're going to look at it instead of a, so much from a church side of things in some of those things going on in the church, but more from the pastoral side and how uh, how one might be called to go through a process like this, because it is becoming more popular uh, with just the current state of church that churches do over time come to a point where they are in a state of decline uh, and they're just hanging on. And so the idea of church revitalization is, is becoming more and more popular. And so uh, from what I've heard from Steve talking, he's, he's seen some fruit, he's seen some growth in his, in his church there. And so uh, he's, been, he's been a missionary in Romania, and now he's pastoring. Uh, and so, Steve, why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and then tell us how you were called to do a church revitalization. Thank you, Jody, for having me today. Um, uh, uh, yes, I, I was um, uh, served as a missionary in Romania for 16 years. Um, and during that time, uh, as all missionaries come back uh, every few years to visit other churches, and I saw uh, a, a wide spectrum of the way people do church across the United States. And the churches from each time, each time I come by, I could see churches that were growing and churches that were 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 getting weaker uh, with each time, each trip back. And I took note of the differences between those churches, and I learned quite a bit about what was working uh, across the United States. Now, being in Romania, we had a. Um, uh, a work that uh, we planted and uh, we had a large youth group um, and we we were uh, more uh, more in tune with uh, up to date music. Uh, we had some older older hymns, but uh, uh, the church did did well uh, with that. When I came back uh, to the States, um, they the state of Florida had asked me to preach missionary sermon for the state association. And through that message, I really became burdened by the fact that the state of Florida had many works down in South Florida years ago. Uh, I was kind of a product of those churches. I was born in Miami and uh, through the years, it seemed like that they had left the uh, metropolitan area of Miami, all uh, many people across the state of Florida used to be in Miami and everyone left. And at the same time, we were trying our best to start churches in the state of Florida that um, were relevant and, and, and trying to find property. And, and I really became burdened about uh, the larger cities around Florida that um, that needed strong works, mm-hmm. um, and and then the Lord just directed me toward Orlando. I didn't see it on the radar. God just opened up the doors, and I came to Orlando, um, and I saw what um, you typically find 
um, in traditional churches across the United States. Um, and um, I, had, I had been connected with this church for many years, and I knew that they were a stronger um, uh, work earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I knew the potential for having a church in a, in a larger city um, there was great potential, uh, but they, it just wasn't happening. And, um, and so I really, uh, became burdened about making our church relevant for our community, uh, to, to reach the people, the thousands of people that we were surrounded by, uh, that were, were oblivious that we were even had a church there. Um, and um, and so we started taking some steps to revitalize um, our church to to make it uh, a church that people who would walk in and we had a lot of walk-in visitors. Uh, we still have a lot of walk-in visitors. Our church is positioned in such a way uh, we do not have a shortage of first-time visitors. We normally have vis- first-time visitors nearly every Sunday, mm-hmm. and. Um, but what was discouraging in the beginning is we'd have them one time and that would be the end. Uh, they'd come one time and some people would even just come in, they'd take a look around and they'd walk out mm. uh, before we ever had the service. And and that was mm. very discouraging. And so I knew that we, we really needed to make some changes. And, um, and so we started implementing uh, some of those changes um, uh, that, we, that we have today. We're not completely finished, but we're, we're we've come a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I like I like your point about being burdened uh, to help with churches in in the areas of some of the larger cities in Florida. Um, <clears throat> I know I know some guys uh, targeting larger cities in other states, and, and they're in a similar process, and so. Um, you mentioned one of the things uh, that was was difficult for you already personally while seeing uh, visitors, first time visitors walk in, look around and walk out. Uh, what what else has been difficult personally during the church revitalization process? Well, I, I will say that if you're going to to go through this process, you you need to really honestly know that that is what God wants to happen at that church because it is not for the faint-hearted mm-hmm. um, um, and and if you as long as you are convinced that that is the direction that God wants for that church then all of the difficulties that come along you can remind yourself, of that fact that this is the direction that God wants us to go in. And that will help tremendously uh, mm-hmm. because uh, there, it, you're not going to go through it without shedding tears. It's just not going to happen. I, I've read books and uh, about, about doing um, this kind of thing. And, and there's a process that you, they, you know, they recommend to sell your idea, pitch it to the people and sell it to them, get them to buy into it. And, and, and there's wisdom in all of that. Um, but the bottom line is some people are never going to buy into it. Hmm. And, 
they're they're just not going to do it and uh, mm-hmm. they're good people mm-hmm. um, they've been with the church for a long time well established in the church uh, but they're just they uh, it's because it's different than what they have grown up to and grown grown up with and gotten used to uh, they don't see the need to, ch- to change uh-huh. and um, and 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 um, I, I've talked to other pastors who have gone through it and uh, they've experienced the same thing I have and and some of those dear people will find another church to go to uh, uh-huh. because they just don't feel comfortable and uh-huh. and you've got you've got to just remind yourself this is this is this is what God wants us to do um, and just keep pushing through and be willing to see it through. Mm-hmm. Don't get it started and then walk away when things get tough mm-hmm. um, because you'll do more damage than you will good. You've got to see it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you start through it, you need to stay there and see it through um, and and not bail on, on the whole project uh, in the middle of things, because that will have devastating effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's like you, you mentioned something about reminding yourself of, of God's call, God's leading uh, that that's helped you, um, and then seeing it through, um, like not leaving too soon. So I guess I guess my question for you, and and maybe some of our listeners out there are wondering this: How do you? How do you know when that is? Uh, because uh, you know, some I've heard some guys, you know, they'll they'll stay a year, two years at a church, and they're like, "Well, God, you know, has has used me for this period of the church, and now He has someone else in place." Um, and so, how do you um, how do you know uh, when when you know you've stayed to the point where you've seen it through? say can you elaborate on that well i don't know uh mm-hmm. that's a hard one i mm-hmm. um i always have a difficult time leaving anything um yeah <laughs> and and uh mm-hmm. leaving is the last thing from my mind at any given time and even if i do have that thought leaving romania it took several years um, mm-hmm. of pro- planning and progress uh to, to leave uh, and so you know i I, I'm not to that point where God is saying for me to leave because I plan to be here until I'm no longer able to pastor, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. and I'm I'm willing to stay here. It's not that I'm just coming here just for this purpose, and and going to move on and try to do it somewhere else. I hope I never have to go through this again. Yeah, um, yeah. But <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, I I just want to uh, just whenever I'm to the point where I have to step down uh, and back, you know, back off a little bit. I I want to, to, to see a thriving church in this city that will continue on for years to year, years to come um, and not be in that downward spiral that they were in. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't understand being in one place and moving around quite a bit i know there are others who, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. do that quite often but that's just not not my uh yeah. my type of ministry um yeah. I'm, I'm usually there for a long period of time and so um yeah. uh 
I'm not, uh, uh, I know that it was God's will for me to be here. And uh, I have no inkling of leaving, even though there was a lot of people who had wished that I would leave in the middle of it all. Um, mm. um, but I, I stayed and, and, um, and many of them left. And I, you know, I've, I want to talk about those that, that left. Uh, most of them were very good, solid people. Um, uh, there were a few bad apples that left that I really uh, had no, um, no tears for when they left. Um, but there were some really good people um, and 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 they're serving the Lord in another church, and they're happy, and the church where they're at is happy, and and everything is good with them. Uh, but it it was a challenge uh, when you're in the middle of this thing, and you see these people who are godly people, good people, uh, walk away, um, and and you scratch your head and you have to question. I mean, am I, am I doing right? You know, because I. I didn't come here to destroy this church. I came here to, to make it stronger, and and uh, it's just that some of these good people just couldn't, didn't get the vision. They couldn't see uh, the direction that the church was going. Even though they had their own kids, wouldn't come to church anymore uh, because of you know how that they had grown out of it, and it just didn't became came irrelevant to them, and and uh, they they couldn't see that if we could make some changes, it may have kept their own kids uh, connected with the church. Um, and, um, uh, but they, they just couldn't see that. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, it's, it's just, um, um, it's just really hard to see those folks go. Uh, but at the same time, we've got some, a lot of new people who are excited about the church who um, are, um, um, motivated to bring other people. Um, they're telling their friends. We've got new members who are bringing people who are getting saved and and becoming members and and other visitors that are still coming. They haven't made decisions, and so it's been a snowball effect uh, when and when they come. And then these new members are saying, "Man, I've never heard these songs before, but they are awesome." Um, and and you know. The, it, it's not just about the songs. It's you know I've I've made some adjustments in how I preach as well, and uh, to to try to put myself in in a position of uh, of a person who is unchurched, unsaved, and how do they hear my messages? Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 oftentimes after we getting our big education. We, we want to impress our people with our, our knowledge and, you know, and get deep into the Word of God. And all of that is part of my study. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and and I, I may bring out what this word means, but I don't tell them the process of getting there by telling them what the Greek yeah. word was. And, <laughs> uh, you, you, yeah. you know, I, I don't bore them with that, but I, you know, I may, may delve deep I don't I don't express all of that because they're they don't care they, they, they mm-hmm. you're gonna lose them when you start yeah. talking like that and and try to use um, uh, vocabulary and 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 statements that someone who just walked in off the street mm-hmm. um, will understand and and will know what they're supposed to do and and will respond 
and and you really have to listen to yourself a lot to to know how you can tweak your messages um, to um, to make it more palatable by someone who is is unchurched or or lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 you must you must work in that direction. Yeah, that's I, that's awesome that you're willing to uh, to adapt and to change and to be aware that you you need to adapt and change your speaking style, uh, preaching style to engage more of these people coming in, these visitors coming in, uh, because these are these are the people that are gonna help <laughs> in the church revitalization process because there's not a whole lot to to work with when you come into a church revitalization and so the you're, you're right. going to need more people down the road and to do that you're going to have to change your preaching style uh and church churchy terms uh even american baptist association lingo <laughs> these things uh you gotta you gotta stay away from uh or at least explain them when you use them i was the last church i was at i i, I could tell there were some people there that were new to church and i when i got down to do the invitation uh i explained an invitation because i mean that is a weird that is a weird thing for someone who doesn't know church uh so like it's pretty easy up until that point you just pretty much sit there (laughs) stand if they ask you to stand sit if they ask you to sit uh sing if they ask you to sing if you want uh we're gonna pray and you sit there you know you're quiet while they pray but then the invitation now this is like what people are what, are leaving what their chairs <laughs> what is this absolutely absolutely so, um, yeah it's it's yeah. good it's good to explain those things I, one of my favorite churchy terms that I, I joke with my wife gabby about quite often is uh specials uh yeah. all right someone's someone's <laughs> gonna come do a special get ready you know uh, well, you know, outside of the context of our churches, who uses the term in that yeah. way, you know? Right. right. Uh, so, all right. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking while you're, you're answering about seeing it through and you mentioned that you, you're one of the, the guys who just kind of, they're in it for the long haul. And I appreciate that. That, that mentality is, you know, it's hard to come by sometimes. Um, I, I'm, I, I like to think of myself as someone like that. At least that's my mentality. Um, and, and the idea is God finishes what he starts, you know, um, we're, we're, but are we willing to stick with God through that? You know, or are we just going to let him use someone else to, to finish what he started using us, but we're not willing to stick with him through that. Because uh, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. He's just gotta, you know, find find the person who's willing. And so, uh, I think what what's helped me because I've been in a situation where where I um, I almost left a ministry position uh, before God was done using me in that because of a, a reason that was not scriptural. And so I think that's a good question to ask ourselves before we make those decisions to go on to somewhere else. Are we leaving because of an unspiritual or unscriptural reason? And mm-hmm. that can, you know, if we are, um, then, then we need to handle that. We need to not leave. Um, you know, whether it be some kind of conflict that needs to be resolved and you're like, well, that's, you know, that is not what I'm here to do. Actually, God's put you there <laughs> and that conflict there for your, for you to see it through. 
Uh, Absolutely. You know, or, or whether it whether it be whether it be finances, uh, you know, finances. Uh, I put this out in my last report. Financial reasons are the number one reason that pastors leave the ministry permanently. Uh, financial reasons, and so that that was what it was for me. I, I I was like, well, this is you know at this at this place, I'm not getting paid hardly anything to scrap by, and and I need to go somewhere where I can earn more. And uh, God convicted me of that, you know, Matthew six uh, when we're talking about twenty five through thirty four, and um, you know when we seek Him first, when we put Him first, He'll take care of us. That's that's helped me personally as a financial person. To, to, to stick through that time, that's an area that God continually works on growing my faith. And so right. that's, that's, that's something that, you know, uh, I think we need to evaluate before, to, so that, you, as you say, we see it through. Uh, are we leaving right. because of an unspiritual or unscriptural reason? So you mentioned some of the things that have helped you through difficult times. Um, uh, Thinking, you know, you mentioned focusing on those who were excited uh, in the church uh, mm-hmm. about the about the direction. Some some people who were excited about what was happening, what was going on. Your your leadership, your mm-hmm. vision for the church. What else has helped you uh, during during the difficult times during this church revitalization? Uh, well, you know, you just you can't you can't beat people getting saved and baptized for helping to encourage you. Um, You know, don't lose focus at the purpose of all of this and definitely um, keep the evangelism going. Um, You know, getting uh, when when that baptistry is full and and people are going through it and we were doing, you know, uh, at one time, five at a time, We've done four at a time. We've done three at a time, two at a time. You know, it was multiple baptisms um, at, at one go. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's just when you when you have those events mm-hmm. uh, that does so much for um, your own spiritual well-being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to know this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is mm-hmm. this is. This is what makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the the heartache that we've had because of people, you know, not getting on board and bailing on us. Um, this makes it all worth it um, mm-hmm. because you know those people they, they may move on, uh, but they're going to be in heaven already. These are new people who was been going to be in heaven before, who are now. And mm-hmm. amen. And. and 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 um, and that that just gives you the shot in the arm that um, uh, that really um, makes it all worthwhile. Just keep the evangelism going, telling people about about Jesus. Um, uh, and I, I honestly think that's what kept Paul going. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've studied him um, as a missionary um, and. And uh, there's, if anybody had a reason to quit because of discouragement, he had plenty of reasons that he could have just bailed on it. But mm-hmm. he, even, even you know, whenever he was facing all these hardships and even internal things, I was Acts 15 this past Sunday night and having to deal with legalism coming into 
uh, the the church and and in the mm-hmm. middle of it all he he, mm-hmm. he gives a report about what god had been doing um mm. he, he, he he reported uh as he's making his way from antioch to jerusalem you know stopping mm-hmm. and encouraging the churches along the way telling him and even down in jerusalem when he got down there to handle that mess down there he shared what mm-hmm. god was doing and i think mm-hmm. that that was uh a really a big uh, motivator for him mm-hmm. um, to to just keep going on and and don't worry about you know the hardships because there, no Lord never promised anything was going to be easy. If we're looking for something easy, we need to not be in the ministry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Just clock clock in at eight, clock out at five, and be done with it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know so many so many uh, in the ministry that they they get tempted by that uh, through difficult mm-hmm. seasons. That idea mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of them, some of them try it out for a while. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you, I think I truly believe if you're called, you'd be completely miserable doing that, like, and not doing ministry. If you just completely leave ministry and do that, not to say you can't do both. Uh, mm-hmm. that would be, that's an amazing thing. I know some people who are in that kind of a situation and I'm amazed by them. Uh, <laughs> but, <Yes>. uh, <laughs> but <laughs> For the rest of us who are not like superhumans, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, not to not to call out John Range or anything working at NASA and uh, and pastoring a church, but um, you know, for the rest of us, you know, normal guys, uh, that's you know, just pastoring is is more than a full time job. Ministry is more than a full time job, and so. Um, I really liked what you were saying uh, about report what God has been doing. Uh, think about that. You mentioned that from Paul. Now, when you were saying that, what it, I was thinking that could be encouraging, you know, for pastors to do from the pulpit, you know, mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning. Talk about some of what God's been doing. Talk about some of those baptisms. Talk about people coming to Christ. Talk about how the church has grown. You know, people mm-hmm. might miss those little things or they might forget right. those little things. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and doing that can be an uplifting thing and, and encourage people, mm-hmm. um, through those, through those difficult seasons, if they're having doubts. Um, and while you were speaking too, I was, I was thinking, wow, church revitalization, which I, I haven't pastored a church, uh, that's going through revitalization, but, um, when you were speaking about it, I was thinking, wow, that sounds um, in some ways uh, similar to sticking through a church revitalization is similar to when, you know, a missionary is on the on the field and thinking about coming back. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. uh, there's some there's some similar, uh, you know, difficult seasons that you have to, to go through and uh, and it can look, you know, easier uh, on the other side of things until you get there. <laughs> right. But, uh, right. but, um, yeah, the, the idea is to, to keep on keeping on. And we had this discussion in a, in a zoom with, with some other pastors and missionaries recently. And, um, so what, what, what has helped you keep on keeping on with the church? Where is her, where's your church at now? Uh, how, how were they doing from when you got there to now? Uh, to encourage these guys listening. Well, uh, we we we've been 
breaking attendance records. Um, um, our our finances are not as as strong as they once were because a lot of the people who left were well well established as tithers. In fact, in the middle of it all, some of them actually used that as trying to use that as leverage to get me to to not go in this direction. You know, it's as if, wow. if I leave, if I leave, you know, the offerings are not going to be as good. And, and I'm thinking, well, you're really showing your colors now. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, you know, you hate you hate to think that that that's really happening. And then like it's always in the back of your mind. Like, is that happening? Uh-huh. And then when something like that happens, you're like, wow, it really is happening. I didn't want to interrupt really you, is. but yeah, I, I'm always <laughs> shocked when something like that happens. Go ahead. Yes. And, and so, um, you know, the, the you know, we're we're making some changes to to keep our budget above board and letting people know um, I, I have to spend more time letting people know the principles of tithing um, more so than I did before. Uh, because these are people who who haven't been in church. Um, maybe they were in church in different, some other type of a denomination. Maybe they weren't in church at all. They were just got saved, and and they don't know how it all works. And so it's a little bit of a process there uh, to to teach them the principles of giving. Um, and it, 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 it one of the easiest things that's happened is getting people to be involved in doing things. I mean, physical things, whether it's work around the church or getting on board with some of our outreach. Uh, everyone loves that and they love getting involved in that. And some of the old crowd that left, you couldn't get them to show up for anything. Mm-hmm. And and so this, uh, this is um, uh, exciting that you've got these new people with new ideas. They're, they're present. They're coming in with new ideas. Uh, uh, people who are it's outside the box because they haven't been in the box forever, uh, and and so their ideas are fresh um, and and great ideas. And we're using that, and everything just kind of works together. And it's just just amazing to see how God is is putting all these people together. Mm. and 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 bring this to be a, a stronger work uh, more diversified work um, I've mentioned to you on other occasions we've got nine different nationalities coming to our church um, awesome and, and um, um, there's um, uh, a great uh, a sense of unity in everybody uh, mm-hmm. there's there's no there's no divisions in any in, in, when I first got here there was a major division and and mm-hmm. I tried to deal with that right off the bat and um, and we pretty much got rid of that but uh, um, but we're we're just you know um, uh, another challenge is you know the new people um, don't see the need for coming twice on Sunday. Uh, and yeah. so we're trying to get used to that and trying to figure out what, how we're going to make adjustments there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, um, um, you know, we're, uh, we're going through some changes still yet, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited about, um, the excitement that's building in our congregation, uh, mm-hmm. uh and how that people are, um, can't wait to be at church each Sunday and and uh, awesome. uh, to, to to love to be in the house of the Lord and and to ex- be in the fellowship with everyone else. It's just been a neat thing to experience. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds exciting. I'm looking forward to spending time with you guys soon. I'm going to be at your church in a, uh, next month, actually. So I'm looking forward to that. Nine nationalities. That's that's really awesome. That's really awesome. Uh, that's it. Sounds like God's really working. About how how long did it? How how long have you been there? How long has it taken to get to where you guys are at now? Well, I've been here just over five years. Okay. Um, and it's it's just been within the last nine months that things have really taken off. Um, and so, wow. uh, yeah. yeah, so that was so, four, four years and three months, you know, that, that things weren't, you know. Uh, right, right. That's, well, that's all should, part of the process. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good thing, I think, to, to hear because, you know, uh, a lot of the guys I know, it's, you know, it's been a couple years or less. And so you're talking about four years and then really like the last nine months that you've seen a lot of this happen. So that that right there, I think, is where our, uh, our, our interview is, is going to end, because I think that's a good thing to, to remember. That's a that's a reason to keep on keeping on right there. Um, you know, in, in Russia, it took us it took it took usually, you know, years before you would see someone make a decision for Christ uh, that you had been working with. Uh, and so we, we had that expectation and, and, and a lot of times people don't want that expectation. They want the immediate, like gratification, like right now I'm in there, there needs to be stuff happening right now. And, uh, you know, maybe we can force things to happen, but if we're forcing them, then it's not God. And right. so we need to, we need to be careful that we're not forcing something that is not God. You mentioned God beautifully kind of working things together. Uh, orchestrating this group of people that, that works well together and uh, just is putting things together in a great way in your church. And so it's really awesome when you get to stay long enough, when you stay long enough and you and you trust God long enough and you actually get to see that happen. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. So we don't usually do this on the Heartway podcast, but I would, I would like if you, if you're okay with it, just uh, I'll, I'll lead us in a prayer to pray for, um, everyone out there, including you uh, in Calvary and all the, all the, all the ministers out there who are in the midst of a church revitalization and their churches, uh, that they would just keep on keeping on and, and God, God would bless them for their faithfulness. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Dear Lord, I just, uh, want to take a chance now, just a moment now to, uh, lift up. Uh, all the pastors out there who, who who are in the midst of some difficult seasons, some difficult times, they're 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 in the early phases, even though it doesn't seem like it, of a church revitalization, and it's growing on them. It, it's getting weary. Um, the attacks from Satan here and there are are wearing on them, Lord. Lord, I just want uh, you to lift them up, lift their spirits up, uh, help them to see that. It's just a part of the process, uh, and, and God is going to use this to do something beautiful if they would just trust you and stick through it, not give up on you, Lord, but stick through it, Lord. And I pray that you would comfort them and give them wisdom, encouragement, guidance uh, through this season. And Lord, that you would bless uh, these churches, Lord, that you would bring in uh, people who are excited, uh, that that uh, you would do something beautiful uh, in the church, that that more and more people would be saved and baptized and and you would do great things through these churches and so i just ask all these things in jesus name amen, amen. thanks steve for uh letting us interview you today it's been it's been wonderful yes. i'm glad it worked out 
And uh, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll um, wrap up the podcast now. And uh, this is, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Heartway Podcast, where we help with issues at the source. Till next time.